Hello, I'm Eric Chabro of Information Security Media Group, and I'm pleased to be speaking with Michael Daniel, Special Assistant to the President and White House Cybersecurity Coordinator. Welcome, Michael. Good to be here. We're days away from the automatic cross-the-board budget cuts. How damaging would sequestration have on securing the government's and nation's information systems? Well, I would say that uh, it undoubtedly will have an impact on our ability to keep doing the programs that we've been doing, but I don't believe that overall it will actually prove to be catastrophic to our security programs because we prioritize those uh, fairly highly. But there's no doubt that it will uh, have an impact and a negative one. Can you characterize how that impact will take place? I can't really at this point because agencies are still going through the process of figuring out exactly how they will implement the sequester. And so it's a little difficult. And given the way the sequester has to be implemented across different agencies, it's a little difficult to predict exactly how that will fall out at this point. But it will undoubtedly slow us down in implementing the programs that we want to, to implement. Should people be concerned about the security? I mean, there's a lot of reasons to be concerned about the sequester, right? I don't think that uh, the impacts on federal government cybersecurity are probably the main driving factors uh, to be worried about about the sequester, but there's plenty of other reasons to be worried about the sequester. Uh, sequester or not, how is cybersecurity seen as a priority? I mean, obviously, it's been a priority since the president took office, but with these recent attacks we've been having, has that elevated the situation? I think that you can see that pretty much steadily over the course of this administration, cybersecurity has become a more and more important issue. I would say that it's moving out of the realm of the purely the CISO or the CIO realm and into the senior policy maker realm, into the, the deputy secretary, the secretary level. And I would say that you can see that reflected that it's more and more agencies across the government are realizing that they have a cyber mission. So all of those things show a very steady ramp in the importance of cybersecurity for the federal government. You've been in office a little less than a year. How do you spend your time on the job? What are your priorities as cybersecurity coordinator? Well, really, I focus on, I would say, five key efforts that we've got going. The first one of which is what has gotten a lot of the uh, press attention recently with the executive order and the discussion about legislation, and that's really the efforts to protect critical infrastructure in the United States. What is it that we're doing to make sure that we raise this baseline cybersecurity level of that part of our infrastructure that if something bad happened to it in cyberspace, something really bad happens in real space. But I'm also focused on efforts to improve our ability to, as a federal government, to respond to cyber incidents and to respond effectively and efficiently in a, in a timely manner. Um, before we go, how, how are we doing? I think we're doing better, actually. I think if you look at where we were, say, three years ago and 18 months ago and even six months ago, we are clearly far, far better than we were. We have been able to work and uh, make the interconnects between agencies much better. Our response time is, is better. Do we need to do a lot more? Obviously, yes. And I think if you talk to individual companies, you would still see much wider variance in their experience with interacting with the federal government in this space than I would like. But I think the, the trend is in the right direction. A third big priority for me is the international arena, working with our uh, partners and allies to talk about what are the norms in cyberspace that we want to see sort of come into being uh, and how nation states act and act with each other and the supporting that multi-stakeholder open internet that we believe has driven so much of uh, our growth. So all of the actions that we're carrying out in the, the international space. I also am focused on efforts to improve federal network security, that sort of the security of uh, getting our own house in order Order, if you will. And then lastly, the fifth area is what are we doing to shape the future? How do we move beyond just usernames and passwords? How do we have security by default in our systems? 
how do we make the internet as a whole less favorable to the intruder but still protect the privacy and civil liberties that we hold dear. I'm going to get to some of these other issues you, you, you mentioned. First, let's talk about diplomacy. The Maniant Report came out a few weeks ago mentioning uh, China as an assailant. How delicate is that an administration for the administration to address? Well, I think that when you talk about anything that involves China, right, that's a very large and complex and important relationship to the United States. And so I think that from the White House's perspective, that is obviously something that we take very, very seriously. But as the president said in, in the State of the Union, we're obviously concerned about any actor, whether they're based here in the United States, whether they're based overseas, that is, you know, trying to intrude upon computer systems, steal intellectual property, cause havoc, whatever it is that we're doing, we're concerned about all of those malicious actors. Is a solution to a lot of that diplomacy rather than technology or processes? I think it has to involve all of those things. If you go and you look at the recent Verizon report on intrusions, you can see that a very, very large percentage of intrusions rely on vulnerabilities that have been known for many years. I don't know that that's so much a technology issue as it is a business practice issue, but clearly when you talk about the international environment, you have to bring all of the tools that we have to bear, particularly diplomacy, in our interactions with our, uh, both our allies and those that are not our allies overseas. There's a shortage of qualified IT security experts in government and business. Though there are programs aimed at getting young people interested in cybersecurity careers, we have a serious problem now. How much at risk are we because of the skills shortage and what can government do to get that expertise on board now? Clearly that shortage is causing some problems and it is, it is a worrisome thing for the government. I think we have several efforts ongoing to try to address that. One is the National Initiative for for cyber education, uh, which is really looking at how you update the personnel authorities across the government to enable us to hire the kinds of talent that we need. I think DHS has done some really impressive work in sort of laying out a framework for the cybersecurity professionals that we need, looking at the pipeline issues. I think that this is going to be a, uh, an issue that we will need to work on for some time. Questions about like exactly how you set up that pipeline. Can we work more with community colleges to have those kinds of programs that we need to have more of those professionals available to us. But I also think that we, from my perspective, we also have to be concerned about making sure that not only do we have the technical expertise within the government, but the policy expertise within the government to handle the questions that cybersecurity raises. It raises new and different uh, if issues. We need to have both more technically qualified people and people who can work at the policy level to address the issue. Mark Weatherford, the Deputy Undersecretary for Cybersecurity at the Department of Homeland Security, has recruited some really top people from other agencies to a point where he has said that some of his aides have been told, keep Mark Weatherford away from us. Uh, is that a concern from you where one agency is taking IT security expertise from another? Given where I sit, you know, we want to make sure that we're attracting the talent that we can for the federal government as a whole. I certainly think we would want to work towards uh, a goal where those kinds of concerns, don't you don't hear them as much because the pool is so large that we have a lot more people to draw from. Let's focus on the, the federal government. What's happening in updating the Federal Information Security Management Act, or FISMA? Right now, we're still continuing to make a couple of changes that we can under existing statutes to move away from a compliance-based every three years sort of checklist approach to much more of a continuous diagnostics approach to knowing what's on your network in, in real time. Ultimately, we'd like to see legislation in this space to update FISMA to reflect this new framework that we're, that we're moving towards so that the statute is more in line with what the best practices are. But I think that will be a key part of any legislative effort that the administration makes going forward will be those updates to FISMA. I think that you'll continue to see this evolve and particularly as we push for that 
continuous diagnostics effort within the government. The administration will come up with a proposed bill as it did last year, and what will be some of the elements of that bill? At this point, we are not planning on submitting a full package of legislation like we did in May of 2011. We believe that the principles that were outlined in that package of legislation we still support. You know, we're still behind, but I would say that we're more focused on sort of uh, continuing to engage with Congress as they work through their normal process. Uh, you hear them talking a lot about the regular order, and uh, we certainly want to work with uh, the various congressional committees as they come up with their bills. I think you'll see us, you know, continue to support the the principles that were behind uh, that we've maintained for some time in terms of you know, improving our ability to do information sharing, working on how to raise the baseline level of cybersecurity in the critical infrastructure. How do we deal with data breaches? How do we modernize FISMA? How do we update some of our criminal statutes in this area? All of those things will be part of the legislative principles that the administration pursues. Last year, President Obama or the administration threatened to veto over CISPA, which is an information sharing legislation. The same legislation was introduced this year. The administration has yet to take a position on it. Is the situation changing where you could see CISPA getting passed? Is there room for compromise? And if so, where would that compromise be? A, I think it's actually a little early for the administration to really take a position on a bill that hasn't even um, made it out of committee yet. Certainly we're open to working with the House Intelligence Committee as they work on that bill. We've certainly seen some willingness on the part of multiple committees up on the Hill to have a good uh, dialogue in this space. From the administration standpoint, we will continue to push for legislation that matches up with our principles that we think can pass both the House, the Senate, and eventually be signed by the President. I'm hopeful that we can accomplish that, but of course this is always... As everybody knows, this is a you know difficult political environment. So we'll keep working towards that and see what we can achieve. Anything different in 2013 where legislation could pass where it didn't in the past? The one thing that I would say is that the, the legislative debate from the previous Congress and the ongoing cyber incidents that have ended up in the media have continued to raise awareness of, of the issue. And I think that has changed some of the, uh, the environment such that I think there's a greater awareness of the problem and a greater awareness that we need to, that we do need to take action in this space. I do think that there are some changes since the previous Congress that do raise the likelihood that we'll get legislation. Is this an issue where you can get citizen concerns expressed to their lawmakers? Because there has been a lot of publicity since the Manning Report and all these DDoS attacks against banks and the media companies being hacked. I, I do think that sort of awareness across the spectrum is beginning to grow. And certainly more and more people are becoming aware that this could have a direct impact on them and their lives and what they do. All of that does contribute to the way that our system works, which is that that means that there will be additional concerns raised and that members of Congress will continue to feel pressured to take action. That's how the system is supposed to work. Thank you, Michael. Thank you very much. I've been speaking with Michael Daniel, White House Cybersecurity Coordinator and Special Assistant to the President for Information Security Media Group. I'm Eric Chabro. Thanks for listening.